0: welcome to ms minute with dcnd your podcast for understanding multiple sclerosis every month our ms experts tackle a different topic to help you manage your disease and live a better life dcnd is a private neurology practice based out of dayton ohio it's certified by the national ms society as a comprehensive ms care center please note this podcast and its content is designed for educational and informational purposes only
1: Welcome to the MS Minute with DCND. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are talking about one of the most common symptoms of MS. It can severely disrupt a person's work and personal life and sometimes be mistaken for depression or lack of motivation by others. We're talking fatigue today. I'm your host, Natalie Pugar, and joining me today is Board Certified Physician Assistant Sarah Dooley. Welcome.
0: Hello, thank you.
1: So I think a lot of people want to know what the difference is between fatigue and being tired. Is there a
0: difference? Yeah. So um, fatigue can be described as a lack of energy or motivation uh, that's sometimes hard for people to describe. Um, It can be overwhelming and significantly interfere with someone's quality of life. Um, And, you know, everyone's tired sometimes, um, but fatigue is a little more than that. Um, happens, you know, more days than not. Um, and it's extremely common, um, even in the non-MS population. Um, and it can sometimes be hard to distinguish, you know, what the cause of that fatigue is.
1: Okay. Well, do we know what the, cause, the causes of fatigue are in MS patients?
0: We don't know that exactly, um, why it's such a profound symptom in MS patients. Um, lots of different factors can contribute, though. Um, medication, lack of sleep—you mentioned depression. Um, so it can it can often be hard to ex- establish, you know, exactly what's going on. Um, about 80% of MS patients will likely feel fatigue at some point after their diagnosis, um, and it's actually one of the major reasons for unemployment in MS patients.
1: So impacting a lot of people. So you mentioned this, but how is MS-related fatigue different from other types of fatigue that we may deal with just in our regular uh, lives?
0: Yeah, so, you know, people can still get fatigued and it not be related to their MS. And I think that's important. You know, everybody likes to, or tends to, you know, blame their MS on everything that they're experiencing, but it's important to look at other other potential factors that could be contributing to the fatigue. Um, And we like to rule those things out first. So, um, you know, vitamin deficiencies, um, you mentioned, you know, anxiety and depression are very, very common and can contribute to fatigue, not getting adequate sleep or having an underlying sleep disorder, such as insomnia or um, obstructive sleep apnea, physical inactivity, um, which is sometimes hard for MS patients to get. So all of those things, um, can contribute and can be treated differently to help with their quality of life.
1: Okay. So what are the signs that your fatigue is MS-related?
0: So MS fatigue generally happens on a daily basis. Okay. Um, even if you get enough sleep, it doesn't seem to matter. You know, these, these folks can still significantly struggle. It impacts their daily activities. Um, it can be overwhelming of you know not just ne- not you know needing to take a nap but just their body is fatigued you know they they need to just physically rest um, it can come on abruptly but generally worsens as the day goes on um, and like I said it it interferes with daily activities
1: and as you mentioned it impacts so many patients with MS so let's talk about what could be done about it is there hope for these patients.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, first, let your provider know if you're experiencing it so we can try to rule out other you know, potential factors and address those if they need to be addressed. Um, you know, oftentimes, physical activity is difficult for patients and movement exacerbates that fatigue. So physical therapy and occupational therapy can help. Um, you know, learn strategies to help with everyday mobility and energy-saving adaptations look into assisted devices that might help, uh, work on strength, balance, stamina, those types of things. Um, A nutritionist can help, um, you know, help meal plans so that patient isn't spending so much time in the kitchen, you know, feeling like they have to, you know, be cooking all the time, but also giving good ideas for nourishing food for good food. Um, A therapist or a psychologist can help with stress management um and then also you know bladder uh issues are common with ms and seeing a urologist to talk about different strategies to help with waking up a lot in the middle of the night you know that can also help with getting uh, more adequate sleep
1: is there um a particular therapy that you suggest patients start with um or is it very dependent on on the patient
0: yeah i think it depends on what you know cuz some patients have a lot of mobility issues and other people have virtually none you know, or they have a lot of underlying depression and some don't. So, you know, I think it just depends on the patient.
1: Okay. So are there medications that could help?
0: Yes. So there's not any FDA approved medicine for MS fatigue, which is not ideal.
1: Yeah, really? <laughs> um,
0: you know, this it, it, it impacts so many people. Um, and so we don't have a specific FDA approved med for it. Um, but we use things um, you know, to to try to help them um, with mixed results. So modafinil, armadafinil, amantadine, um, some of the stimulants, you know, like Ritalin, Adderall, those types of things are sometimes necessary.
1: And sometimes have been proven to kind of help with this?
0: Oh, yeah, they can definitely, definitely help. But again, the underlying factors are very important to address too, because if we start Armodafinil, but the patient's profoundly depressed, you know, it's not going to help as much as it could if the depression were controlled.
1: Gotcha. And as I was uh, researching for this episode, I also ran across uh, some indication that some of the medications can actually cause fatigue.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, so that is part of the part of the workup of, you know, well, why are you fatigued and look at all of the different meds someone's on, you know, so, you know, a lot of our patients are on blood pressure medications or, um, you know, yeah, various other medicines that can certainly contribute to fatigue.
1: So another reason, an important reason to talk to your doctor and make sure that they know exactly what you're on. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Well, what else do you suggest that patients try if they're kind of dealing with this?
0: So definitely focus on Sleep you know, make sure you're getting enough sleep um, and quality sleep, you know, so really delve into that of, you know, is a sleep study necessary to to look into anything underlying um, stress management, Um, a regular exercise program, I think is great if the patient's able to do so. Um, Stop smoking, I think is important. Um, Also realize that you don't have to be a superhero all the time, you know, a lot of our patients are moms Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, they feel almost guilty about resting and you have to listen to your body. And if you need to take a rest, you need to take a rest and it's okay to nap, you know, sometimes. So, um, and also talking to your family, you know, I think sometimes family doesn't quite understand, you know, why is mom so tired all the time? You know why is mom always resting? But if they understand the disease a little better, I think they can be more understanding and you know, uh-huh.
1: help. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here. Yeah. You have permission to take that rest. <laughs> um, you mentioned exercise. And I think um, for a lot of people when they're dealing with fatigue, it's like, oh my gosh, you want me to exercise when I have no energy? Um, but really it could be kind of uh, have an opposite effect, right? How Absolutely. does that work?
0: Yeah. You know, um, I I tell patients, you know, if you if you move, you know, it helps with, it helps with your strength, and it does help with energy over time. So if you're, if you're stronger, you know, you can do your activities a little bit better, you know, without exerting yourself so much. Um, so I think it helps if you if you don't exercise at all, starting with a physical therapist is good. You know, they can help guide you of how to get started, you know, and you want to start slow You don't want to, you know, go run a marathon tomorrow, Um, (laughs) but, you know, starting slow and gradually working up is, is important. Okay.
1: Uh, Heat management has also been talked about a lot in MS fatigue and managing that. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about it and and what it is exactly?
0: Yeah. So a lot of um, MS patients are sensitive to the heat um, and Again, I mean, we think that's because the MS causes the nerves to lose their myelin sheath. And so then that makes the nerves more vulnerable to heat. So if an MS patient's overheated, they often complain that their chronic symptoms worsen. So if someone has, you know, some baseline visual disturbance or tremor or balance trouble or weakness, all of those, you know, or fatigue um, all of those things can heighten when they get overheated. So yeah, Yeah. that's, that's one of the other things we tell folks is really try, if you know that you're sensitive to heat, you know, try to stay cool, um, cool showers, um, there's cooling vests and scarves that can be used if you know you're going to be outside, those types of things.
1: Okay. And what final suggestions or advice that you, do you have for, you know, patients experiencing this who are just looking for some relief?
0: So, you know, as mentioned, I mean, it's, fatigue is so common in in MS patients and it's very frustrating. Um, You know, like I said, you know, you want, patients want to do things, but sometimes can't just because they're just so fatigued. So, Mentioning it to your provider, but also talking to your friends and family about it so that they understand, you know, it's not just, you know, that, you know, you're not unmotivated or depressed or, you know, it's a real symptom. And um, sometimes, like, you know, if the loved one understands that better, um, more supportive, and then the patient can deal with those symptoms better at home. And I encourage them to bring their loved ones to appointments. You know, um, ask questions, understand the disease better, so that they realize why, you know, they're they're having these complaints.
1: Is fatigue um, a symptom that many of your patients kind of deal with off and on, or is it can kind of a continuous uh,
0: symptom? It's usually continuous. So trying a lot
1: of these um, different therapies, like a mix of them or kind of what works for them?
0: Yeah. What works for them, you know, again, depending on what underlying other issues there are, but, and the medicines can certainly help. You know, people will say, oh yes, you know, I can get through my day now without having to take a nap, but there's still often that underlying, you know, there's still that underlying mild fatigue there.
1: So once they find the therapy that kind of works for them, usually it's somewhat manageable.
0: Yes, it can definitely be manageable.
1: Good. Light at the end of the tunnel there. Okay. Thank you so very much for your insight. Thanks. For more information about fatigue and MS, please visit our website at dcndinc.com. Thank you so much for listening.